Trades Podcast, episode number 31, the Halloween special. Up in the beast. What's up, Ray? Got a spooky, spooky, and fun show lined up for you guys today. So I love it. Yes, it's going to be a great time. So we've got lots of fun things. We've got Eddie doing a little UFC 217 breakdown. Uh, We're going to break down the universal callout of bananas. Ow! Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Yeah, I'm not sure <laughs> I why did I did it twice. It either. Uh, I, I gimmick infringement myself. Yeah, that's okay. Can you do that? <laughs> I think so. Uh, we've got a uh, Florida man who was busted uh, for meth in his car. It turned out to be a glazed donut crumb. Oh, those are good. Those are good. How about the uh, marijuana degree? College uh, degree yes. for marijuana. Mar- marijuana, marijuana degree at uh, Northern Michigan University. So, um, yeah, just yeah. a little something to wet your whistle. But we all know around here. Ray loves the horror movie culture, and with Halloween coming up, it's only fitting that we have Ray drop some knowledge on which horror flicks you should be watching this Hallow's Eve. Yes, so when this podcast drops, it's going to be Monday, and Tuesday is going to be Halloween. Yes! So there's lots of horror movies out there, and you know there's lots of channels that play horror movies on repeat um you know a lot of people you know watch a ton of horror movies during this uh this month this time of year and don't really watch anything the rest of the year uh ray the jerk watches horror films all the goddamn time non-stop uh, but i do have some particular ones that i watch during this time of year um and they're not really particularly the ones that you would see if you turned on like amc or uh sci-fi um you know i watch those too you know uh, the original Halloween is a fucking classic. It's an awesome movie. I watch it every Halloween time. Um, but I think there's some other unheralded ones that don't get as much play and don't get as much love. So I wanted to uh, spotlight five of those because um, these are. So what do you look for in a good Halloween movie? Just like off the top. Well, you know what? That's a great question. So all of the movies that I'm going to spotlight today are very particularly tied to Halloween. Um, And the actual holiday specifically. So, I mean, you've got horror films that maybe, you know, they they get played a lot during Halloween, but just because they're horror films. Um, But I think that there are certain films that just kind of more are more intrinsically tied to the holiday for me. So it's not specifically the gore or the suspense or the chase. It's just like the story as a whole, I guess. Right. Uh, You'll see as I go along that these things are all very Halloween centric. So, I mean... Mm. You know, I, I do watch, there are other movies that I watch during this time of year that just, you know, I casually watch anyway. Like, you know, let's say like A Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, A Nightmare on Elm Street would be a good Halloween movie, but it's just a good movie, good horror movie to watch whenever. So I don't really particularly tie it in with Halloween, with Halloween ah. time, because it's not really specific to Halloween. Okay. You know? So all of See, now that's the answer I'm looking for. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. So all of these <laughs> movies are... um Actually, interesting. Interestingly, as we go along, you will see that um, actually uh, multiple of these movies, while they're kind of tied to the horror genre, they're not really scary movies. Um, so, actually, three of them could probably be categorized as uh, as comedy movies, and one of them is uh, one of them is sort of more action centric. So, and yes, is, I love me some comedy. Yeah. So, our intro movie though is uh, is definitely a horror movie. So, um, so I mentioned Halloween, and I mean. Halloween time would not be anything without watching the original Stone Cold fucking classic, John Carpenter's Halloween. It's just an absolute 
uh, classic in my opinion. I think it's one of the greatest horror films of all time. I think it's just an amazing film in general. Um, it does so many things right that so many other movies do wrong. Um, and so, yeah, I, I absolutely love it. And uh, even though it's not the first slasher movie, it definitely um, changed the game, influenced one of my favorite film franchises ever, Friday the 13th. Uh, Sean Cunningham, the director and creator of the original Friday the 13th, basically said that he ripped off Halloween. He straight up admits huh. that he ripped off John Carpenter's Halloween. So interesting. Um, and then Friday the 13th obviously became popular. And then, you know, you had all of these other movies that branched out of that. So um, a lot of that came from Halloween. Uh, but my pick is actually Halloween Part 3 season of the witch mm. so this is actually a very controversial halloween no jamie lee curtis no jamie lee curtis uh but the big thing is there's no michael myers in it this oh jeez! this movie actually does not have <laughs> michael myers in it um and people were not happy at all so what year um, did this come out here? this came out in uh 1982 1982 okay. did it still have the music the uh, good halloween music no it did not Ooh, have that it did not have geez. that particular music it didn't have anything so basically you had Halloween, uh, which obviously I already covered. And then you had Halloween part two. Um, Halloween part two is like a direct follow up to the original. He's chasing Jamie Lee Curtis throughout the hospital. Um, it's also an amazing, amazing movie. Not as good as the first, but still really good. Mm. Uh, but anyway, uh, basically, John Carpenter had this vision that Halloween would not be all about Michael Myers and that each different one would be basically about some sort of different story that was Halloween related. Kind of like Black Mirror? Yeah, yeah. You know, exactly that type of thing where it was, a, you know, like, uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is on that. But um, so, yeah, he wanted to change it up on this one. Um, it's not directed by John Carpenter. Um, I believe he produced it, but uh, it's directed by Tommy Lee Wallace. Um, and essentially the uh, the synopsis of uh, Halloween three is uh, kids all over America want silver shamrock masks for Halloween. Dr. Daniel Chalice seeks to uncover a plot by Silver Shamrock owner uh, Connell Cochran. So mm. uh, this has an awesome performance by Tom Atkins, who I absolutely love. He's in a lot of genre movies. He's in a favorite of mine called Night of the Creeps. Um, but <laughs> but uh, essentially, they uh, there's these masks uh, that are put up by this company, Silver Shamrock. It's a mask company, and all the kids have to have them. And there's one that's a pumpkin head, and there's one that's a witch head, and one that's a skull head. And basically, you have to get your silver shamrock mask. And then uh, on Halloween, they're going to play this particular silver shamrock song. Um, and it goes something like, happy, happy Halloween, 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 happy, happy Halloween, silver shamrock. And nice. uh, so anyway. Um, That'll be a clip later on. He's... Uh, <laughs> He's infiltrating in because he knows that something else is going on. And essentially what is going down is, um, and there's a really awesome scene late in the movie where um, all the kids have their masks, their silver shamrock masks on, and they're in front of their old school, you know, tube televisions. And they're um, watching the the silver shamrock thing. And it's this really creepy, like uh, flashing pumpkin while that song is playing uh, the jingle, I guess. And uh, all of a sudden their heads just start like melting, like the masks start like eating their heads and they're like trying to rip the masks off of their head. Ooh. And all the children turn into like snakes and like spiders and stuff like their bodies just disintegrate. And like um, it's pretty freaking crazy and pretty brutal. Uh, and I, to me, this is very, very, very Halloween centric. So um a lot of people don't like it. I think it's getting more respect as the years go along. Uh, but there's still a lot of people that 
are very particular and uh what that's an they... interesting concept yeah so yeah. who was behind the mask or is that too much of giving it away uh well the the guy that uh owns the silver shamrock which is the canal cochran uh so. interesting yeah and i don't know if they ever explain exactly what his motivations are and why he wanted to do that besides just being a shitty dude yeah so, but interesting anyway um yeah uh halloween 3 season of the witch uh definitely one that uh you should be checking out on halloween there you go man that's that's a good one so all right uh next up we have uh from 2014 and this is a movie that i really really liked a lot really blew me away um was uh adam wingard's the guest the guest yeah this is a little bit newer yes this 2014 2014 uh it's written by simon barrett it's directed by adam wingard uh who's actually really really blowing up now um he did a movie that i absolutely loved called your next which is kind of a playoff of the home invasion movies um he did the uh remake of the blair witch um which i can't say i was all that hot on he did uh, death note that's on netflix right now which is kind of getting somewhat crappy reviews um but uh the the guest uh is just awesome and i think it I really like your next, but I think that this might be his strongest film. Um, and what makes this movie so Halloween centric? Because the plot in and of itself doesn't seem that Halloween centric. So um, the plot is a soldier introduces himself to the Peterson family, claiming to be a friend of their son who died in action. Um, so he was in the military with him or so they think uh, after the young man is welcomed into their home, a series of accidental deaths seem to be connected to his presence nice um so essentially this guy comes in this uh this mom is really in mourning because her son died in uh in the military and you know this guy comes around she's got a younger son and she's got a, a daughter that's you know maybe 16 17 ish and uh you know this uh good looking dude comes in that was you know in the military with her son uh and uh things start going awry and uh you know, like her son is being bullied and he goes along with him and goes into the bar where all the like high school kids hang out and just beats the ever living shit out of these kids. Like just uh. nobody's fucking business. Oh, and, no. um, he's a total badass. He does that. And like the guys at the bar, like trying to, you know, the guys that own the bar, you know, like going to call the police. And he just basically lays down the law of like, you know, these kids are underage and I guarantee that the police are not going to want to. Uh, hear that you're serving underage kids as all these bodies of all these children that he's beaten down and like broken their arms and shit. Um, and then he just takes out a wad of money. And by money. kids, you mean teenagers, they're right? Te they're teenagers, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe like, you know, between like 15, 16, something in that yeah, range. Yeah. I mean, he just takes this wad of money that must be like three, $400 and just like sets it on the table and just like walks out like a total badass. <laughs> uh, but anyway, he's a, he's a very likable character. Uh, but then there's kind of a twist where... Um, you start to realize that um, he's from um, this government experiment, basically, like he was like some sort of like created assassin. And uh, so the uh, the government is trying to take him down. And uh, yeah, things just start going in uh, in a, a darker direction. Uh, the cultivation and the ending of the movie actually happens at a Halloween dance at the high school. Um, the things that make this so Halloween centric to me, though, is that um adam wingard is clearly very very influenced by john carpenter um and that really really shows in this movie the soundtrack of this movie so i don't know if you knew this but john carpenter 
Uh, he write, uh, writes all the music for all of his movies. He wrote the Halloween theme and every other movie that he's ever wow, made. I did not he know that. He created all of that music. Um, so that whole synth kind of thing um, was definitely a big part of uh, John Carpenter. And so this movie has that soundtrack. It's clearly an homage to that. Um, the way that it's filmed, it's got a lot of that kind of like Carpenter kind of feel and stuff going on. Um, it's uh, it's got a little bit of a kind of like 80s throwback kind of thing going on with uh, with the color saturation and such throughout it. Um, actually, in the ending scene where it's in uh, the Halloween dance or whatever in the high school, um, they actually have a big homage to the previous film that I talked about, which is Halloween three season of the witch. Uh, they actually have like the three masks um, are actually like on uh, like one of the displays. So, um, yeah, it's uh, the best way I could describe this movie, because like I said, it's uh, I wouldn't really consider it to just be a horror movie. But what it kind of does, it's sort of like a twist on a slasher movie. So he's kind of a killer, but he's there in the midst. And it's like, it's just a, a kind of turn of face on, um, on something that you've seen a lot of times. And that's kind of what Adam Wingard, at least with the movies that he was creating, uh, before he got eaten up by, uh, got gobbled up by Hollywood and started doing remakes. Um, he was kind of creating uh, a movie that you've seen a lot of times, but he was doing something very different with it. Um, and rejuvenating it. And so that's to me why this movie is very Halloween centric because I mean, it's sort of like a, you know, a slasher movie like Halloween, but it's done in a different way. So. Yeah. You wouldn't expect it based off the, uh, the cover art and the back of the DVD and stuff. Yeah. I was just taking a look at a little Malika Monroe here. She's not too bad looking. No, no, she's uh she's a cute girl for she's sure. A little cutie. Yeah. 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 I might have to check this one out. I think uh I think out of all of my picks here, I think that that may be the one that Eddie would enjoy the most. Sweet. So I'll put it on the queue. Put it on the queue. Uh all right. So uh next up on the list, I have uh I actually just saw this. This came out in 2013. I actually just saw this earlier this year. I gotta admit, before you showed me the list and everything, I was expecting a lot of like eighties, seventies like old 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 school halloween movies these are all like kind of new yeah yeah um yeah i mean i could have you know i, I didn't want to do traditional you know like uh you know pumpkin head or you know hey pumpkin head's a great halloween movie it's fucking like he's birthed in a fucking pumpkin patch <laughs> um but you know that to me that's too cliched you know it's mm. too obvious of a pick so these are some very very good uh picks so i tried to i tried to be a little bit more off the cuff uh with my selections so. absolutely and that's why you should listen to the joat podcast because you're not going to get the run of the mill right picks you're going to get the you know the hard defined picks that are really really good that you never would have heard about before um so yeah the next one is definitely fits within that um and and i actually shudder to reveal too much about this movie because i think um, if you had someone watch this fresh and you didn't explain it, um, essentially what this is, I, I'll give you this synopsis. The name of the, Wait, okay, yeah, the yeah. name of the movie is, uh, W N U F Halloween special. Um, and it's originally broadcast live on October 31st, 1987. The W N U F Halloween special is a stunning expose of terrifying supernatural activity that unfolded at an infamous Weber house the site of ghastly murders. Local television personality Frank Stewart leads a group of paranormal investigators, including Catholic exorcist Father Joseph Matheson and the pro pro 
ugh, pro prolific husband and wife team Lois and Claire Berger. Together, the experts explore the darkest corners of the supposedly haunted Weber house, trying to pro prove the existence of the demonic entities within. Did they find the horrific truth or simply put superstitious rumors to rest? All right, so I know that was kind of a long synopsis. That was a run-on sentence like yeah. a motherfucker. Whoever typed that needs to fix that. That was, uh, I think that was the... You anonymous. Know, right, anonymous motherfucker. You bastard. Uh, um, but uh, so, yeah, I actually saw this on, uh, which I can't say enough about uh, how much I love Shudder, uh, which is a streaming horror movie service, which I think has really, really taken off and just has a really, really excellent selection of stuff. Um, and you know, stuff like this that, you know, unless you're really deeply entrenched into the horror genre, you're going to miss. Uh, but essentially this one is a comedy. So basically what this, this movie kind of is from the look, the feel, it's like basically like a news broadcast from 1987. It includes all these different commercials and stuff that would be like time specific for like different kinds of face paint you can paint your face like a werewolf and you know very nice. very 80 centric stuff like um you know come on down to the local pizza place where you know what a, you know yeah. shit like that kind of like the mr robot episode right the throwback it, exactly so it's yeah. it's totally got that and uh the movie starts and it basically there's no credits there's nothing like that it basically it starts and it, you're going through it as if it is an, an actual like VHS tape that was found of this original broadcast. And so, you know, it's like, it's silly, it's zany, it's funny. It's like not too over the top because it still plays within the realms of like what that kind of stuff would be. Like it doesn't go too overboard with it. You know, there's like an interview with a dentist who like a local dentist, who's <laughs> like talking about the evils of Halloween because kids get a lot of cavities and like, <laughs> There's this whole fucking expose about it. It's really fucking silly. That's cool. Um, but uh, anyway, as you go along, you're also then the other thing that the synopsis talked about where they're going into this supposedly haunted house um, where there was this murder. And um, as you go along, things uh, kind of start to take a darker turn. And um, it's still silly. And, it you know, as you're watching that portion of it, it would become fairly obvious i think to most people that it you know is not an actual you know tape from 1987 that this is something more modern but the way that they do it and the dedication that they have to creating this thing is just so authentic to the era that you really could watch probably three quarters of this movie and not know that this was a modern movie like you would think that this was like some sort of like unearthed thing from 1987 from some random city you know in the midwest or something yeah i would say out of all the movies i know we have two left still this one piques my interest probably the most it's very very interesting it's actually it's quite it's quite funny like i found myself laughing out loud at multiple moments um and it just really really like hits that like feeling of like what halloween felt like or like from you know an, a nostalgic viewpoint of like what halloween was like back in the day yeah. like it really really nails that feeling and so you just feel very like old school halloween with this thing um and the thing that i really like about it as well is that essentially what this is and the blurb actually on the front is actually from uh the director of the blair witch project the original and uh, he, you know, has some quote that is something to the effect. Hold on. I have the DVD here so I can look at it. Uh, the, the quote is, 
Uh, craziest thing I've ever seen on live TV. That's from Eduardo Sanchez, the co-creator of the Blair Witch Project. So they even play that, you know, on the uh, the DVD oh, on cover, the box. Yeah. right? That like this is like you know something that was actually real. Yeah. And so they, it's kind of that Blair Witch effect, you know, like when the Blair Witch first came out and people thought that it was real. They kind of try to play to that as well. That they're this kayfaving was it, right? brother. They're, they're kayfaving it, <laughs> and they're very, very dedicated to it. When you watch the movie, like even at the end of the movie, there's no credits. It just shuts off. It just goes to like, you know, static at the end. Oh, there's um, no credits at all? There's no credits in the beginning. There's no credits at the end. It just goes oh, straight to wow. static. Um, they actually, before they came out with it on DVD, when it first came out, it only came out on a VHS tape that was very limited. And the VHS tape had all handwritten like name and stuff on it and so like oh, you could order nice. it and you know you would just get like an a recorded an actual recorded version of the movie and then they dubbed copies of it so like as people got copies like there was dubs of dubs and so it was degenerating more and so like it actually added to the feel of the movie you know to not see it in fucking 4k you know ultra oh, ultra sure. blu-ray you yeah. know because it looked like something that had been generationally you know passed down so that's pretty cool. I like oh. that. I like that a lot, actually. So, yeah, WNUF Halloween special. Um, just an absolute blast. I had so much fun watching that movie, and uh, I will definitely, on Halloween Day, probably be watching that along with uh, the... Uh, actually, the, the next movie I actually watched uh, last night, well, I carved pumpkins, um, and I'll probably have to watch number one on Halloween, too. So Sweet. All right, so uh, number two. Number two is uh, is a late 90s uh, kind of sex romp comedy, uh, but it's with a twist. And I think that this movie is just criminally, criminally underrated, uh, which is Idle Hands from 1999. <sighs> Star <laughs> starring uh, Devin Sawa, Seth Green, um, and uh, Jessica Alba, as the, well as in the it. The crowd goes wild, <laughs> especially for Jessica Alba. Uh, Vivica Fox. Uh, yeah, there's, Vivica Fox. Yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot of names in this movie. Um, and this is probably the biggest budget, or I don't know, biggest budget, but this is like has the most name recognition out of oh, for all sure, movies. for sure, definitely. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, this I think this movie came out in a bad time for horror. Like, this is like the post scream era, the I know what you did last summer, the self aware kind of horror. And that era doesn't is not really looked at very um, with very positive eyes. And uh, I think that this movie is uh, is quite a bit different than that. Um, I mean, it's obvious why this thing is Halloween centric, because, I mean, the whole fucking thing takes place on Halloween, um, you know, from the beginning of the movie all the way through the entire movie. Um, I think it's genuinely funny. Um, I, I love the fact that it's, you know, it's like a straight up stoner comedy, but mixed with, you know, a horror film. Um, but, you know, it doesn't take itself too seriously. Um, but the other thing that I really, really like about this as well is this kind of pays homage to uh, Evil Dead Part 2. So this is essentially the whole movie is the plot of Ash getting his hand cut off in Evil Dead 2 and him having to battle against his hand from killing people. So um, I like the characters in it. Um, I like Devin Sawa's character. Um, I I like really everyone. I like his buddies. Uh, Seth Green, I think, is hilarious in this. Uh, once... Uh, both of his buddies, once they get killed, he's got the beer bottle in his head. Yeah. <laughs> um, he tries to, when he, he's got his head cut off and he uh, he decides he's hungry and he makes a burrito. And then he starts to eat the burrito and the burrito starts uh, <laughs> squirting out of his mouth where it was duct taped back on. So 
a lot of funny moments in this one. Um, also, it's got it's got the Offspring in it performing one of their old school uh, songs, uh, "Beheaded," off of their self titled album. So I'm a big fan of the original Offspring before they sucked. And uh, yeah, they performed "Beheaded." I thought that was uh, pretty cool. Um, even at the time, I remember being pretty impressed with that. So um, yeah, Idle Hands. I think I watch this thing every single year for Halloween. And I'm really disappointed that I don't hear more people talk about it. Um, I look at the meta score. The meta score is 31 on this. Yeah, I so, don't pay attention to those scores. Yeah, I'm, I think I saw one. I don't know what site it was because there's like a lot of them now. IMDb, Metascore, Rotten Tomatoes. The Avengers got like a 98% or something like that. So I was like, oh, man, I can't miss with Avengers. Watch the whole thing. Thumbs down. Yeah. <laughs> People get so caught up in the hype oh of like God. whatever the new big budget movie is. Yeah, and... well, the score, it was like 98%. It was like, how could I go wrong with a movie that has 98%? Not knowing like that these scores are like fanboys, I guess, and just like, you know, the uh, the people that just adore comic books are rating this thing through the roof. So, you know, I, I, I'm not a big score guy as far as uh, reviews go. Yeah, yeah. So... Like I said, I think that this movie came out in a time when, you know, horror was really on the downturn. And so movies like that really didn't get a lot of love. And I'm really surprised, though, that usually movies like that after the fact will kind of start to get picked up and, you know, people will start to appreciate them. I'm surprised it didn't come out with a sequel for this. Idle Hands 2. Yeah. They had, they had all those young actors and like they could have capitalized on a, on a sequel, maybe. Yeah. And, uh, and it they, never happened. And they did not. So. Um, but anyway, yeah, you should be watching idle hands on Halloween. So if you're not, what the fuck are you doing? The idle hands are a devil's playground. Yes. Yes. Um, I, his, uh, his, uh, well, not his buddy, the, uh, the tough guy, the eighties metal dude that drives the truck, I believe tells him that. Nice. So. Well, it's gotta be somewhere in the movie. I, I love, that. I love that his hand gets possessed by the devil. And so he decides that he has to go talk to the guy that listens to like Motley Crue because he has to know about, you know, about, you know, Satan and stuff. And then the guy's just like, dude, it's just music. Like, I don't know. I don't know anything about Satan and possession or anything. Like, I just like the crew, man. Yeah. Um. So anyway, yeah. Um. And then uh, my number one pick movie that you should be watching on Halloween. Um. I'm going to tell you that. I have sat through so many bad horror movies over the years. Um, you know, I would go to the video store and I would just rent any fucking horror movie that I could find. And man, I watched some fucking stinkers, stinkers, <laughs> some horrible movies. I watched mm. a lot of mediocre movies and I've watched some good ones, too. Um, but now with the Internet and stuff, it's a lot easier to find the good stuff. Uh, but this is actually up there for one of the best movies that I blindly saw. I rented it and I just absolutely fucking loved it. I thought it was brilliant. And um, it's uh, by Jeremy Saloner and uh, it's uh, Murder Party from 2007. And so ain't I nothing but a murder party. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that's from, right? I don't know what that's from. Oh, it's Tupac and Snoop Dogg. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. I mean, it was it ain't nothing but a gangster party, but uh, mm. I put murder in there. Okay, all right. Yeah, it it was fitting. Two thousand seven murder party. Yes. So, uh, so yeah. So, um, I watched this movie and just I was so so impressed. And uh, I knew I can get the feeling when I see a movie by someone, and it's just like I can tell that they are going to be a, a force to be reckoned with. And boy, did he ever fucking deliver! So, 
Uh, he went on to his next movie that he uh, created was a movie called Blue Ruin, which is just absolutely fucking awesome. Definitely a must-watch movie. And then after that, one of my favorite fucking movies of probably the last 10 years is Green Room. He made uh, Green Room. So mm. I think I've been selling you on that. You haven't watched that yet, right? Not Eddie? quite yet, no. Uh, but you should. It's fucking tense as a motherfucker. How uh, long is it? Uh, it's like an hour and a half, maybe. Oh, that's easy. I can do yeah. that, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Murder Party, the uh, synopsis on this, a random invitation to a Halloween party leads a man into the hands of a rogue collective intent on murdering him for the sake of their art, sparking a bloodbath of mishap, mayhem, and hilarity. Um, so yeah, essentially you got this really fucking dorky guy, and he's got nothing going on on Halloween, he's got this really lame life where he just goes home and he just like... He's got this really shitty chair. <laughs> he goes home. He just wants to sit in the sh- the fucking chair, and he's got this fat cat who just sits in the chair <laughs> and oh, no. won't get up for him. <laughs> um, Was his name Sam? <laughs> uh, no, but it should have been. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck, I can't remember what the name of his cat in this movie is. Uh, oh, he's got no. a, he's got a great name for him. Uh, it's like a long name. I might be able to look it up. It's like Sir something. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, so he uh, he's he's walking home and he you know he's got he's got some problems you know he's got a little some mental issues going on and stuff and having a hard time in life and uh, he Sir wa- Lancelot Sir Lancelot yes. Sir Lancelot the cat <laughs> uh, so yeah so he's uh, he's walking home and this uh, Halloween invitation uh, just blows up on the ground and it's for what's called the murder party and so he goes inside his house and he decides to make his Halloween costume. And so, oh, and also he's got to make a snack. So he, you get to see him making the snack that he's going to bring to this murder party. And he makes his costume, and his costume is basically a robot, uh, but it's made with cardboard box. Um, and actually, the uh, the DVD actually has uh, an extra that actually shows you step-by-step step how to make the costume that he wears in the movie. Um, it's oh, pretty nice. pretty badass little robot costume. So huh. uh, anyway... That's so, some, something you don't get with the downloads. No, the no, DVD you don't. Extras. The little the uh, little extras and uh, bring in the world a little bit more. Yeah. Um. So anyway, uh, he shows up to the uh, shows up to the party, and it's a bunch of uh, you know kind of art students or whatever these weird art students who are all dressed up, and it kind of becomes apparent that you know hey this is a murder party, and he is the one that they are planning on murdering. But they're not just going to murder him. They all are coming up with these different creative artistic ways in which they're going to murder him. And, uh, you know, they're going to turn it into this huge fucking like art exhibit. And there's this guy who is basically telling them that he's going to give them a grant for whoever creates like the best, you know, murder art thing or whatever. And uh, so anyway, uh, you know, he's not just going to let people murder him. So... (laughs) So he eventually uh, tries to get away. Um, there's just some absolutely fucking hilarious moments in this movie. Um, there's a moment where he uh, he gets away out of the chair that he's uh, he's locked up in, and he runs into this like utility closet, and like it shows him. And there's a lot of homage too. So like if you've ever seen Evil Dead before, um, Eddie, have you seen Evil Dead? The first one, yeah. Okay, so like there's like this like cutting like camera work where they sh- are showing him where he's like building like his like arm you know the chainsaw arm thing okay um anyway so they're kind of doing that and they're like cutting to all the different items that are inside of this closet that he can possibly use as weapons against these people and so like he's in there he's looking and then it cuts to the outside like with the camera he comes out he just has a bunch of shit in his arms and then he just throws it like 
a foot in front of him on the ground, and then they just look at him confused, and then he just, like, bolts and starts running away. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, his whole... That's a nice touch. So, like, his whole plan, like, all these weapons and shit that he could have used, but his whole plan was awkwardly come out and throw a bunch of shit on the ground and then and <laughs> confuse run. them and then run. <laughs> um, yeah, so... There's a lot of other really, really funny moments. There's a there's a really funny moment later where he's like he got out of the building and now he's like running along the building tops trying to get away from these people who are trying to kill him. Um, there's one guy in particular who is in all of this guy's movies. His name is Macon Blair, uh, who actually himself turned into a great, great director. Um, he directed a really, really awesome movie, um, which has like the worst name ever. It's called I Don't Feel at Home at, uh, at Home in This World Anymore. Um, but, uh, anyway, he's like a werewolf and he ends up setting his face on fire. So he's got this melted mask on his face. So, uh, anyway, he's chasing him and like this dude is like running and he's like running through this party and he's like, I need a phone. I need a phone. Like I need to call the police. I need a phone. And he runs into like the like staircase. And then there's just this perfectly filmed moment of just a guy that is in a costume of like an old school telephone. He's just standing there Weird. and then he just like looks at him and there's just like this great comedic moment of like nothing said. And then he just like runs past him. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of very, very funny, subtle comedic moments in it. And uh, yeah, I just absolutely love it. And it really, really fits into the Halloween spirit. Um, obviously, it fucking takes place on Halloween. It's fucking, ho- you know, a murder party taking place on Halloween. Hell yeah. Um, and it's it's really unheralded and it's really fucking funny that's the key thing it's funny so you can have your friends watch it i have had i have had people watch this i had my buddy adam watch this who we watched a lot of bad movies together and uh he was just totally blown away like he was just like man why are there not more movies like that he just absolutely loved it so Mm. um yeah it's it's a great movie it's a great movie to show your friends um on halloween they will be so impressed with you and your deep horror knowledge yeah not knowledge of horrors of horse? Right, not of horse. No, no horse. Not of horses. <laughs> horses? But of, of horror films. Interesting. So there it is. There's there the list. it is, man. Top five must-see Halloween horror flicks. Like Crazy Ray, Ray the Jerk. And like Ray said, man, these are you know hidden gems. This is like the uh, JOAT Network hidden gems of uh, Halloween. Yes, and uh, you know what? I will, I will do you all a favor as well, and I will make a post on the blog, and I will have the trailers for all five of oh, these movies. Oh, hell yeah. So, you guys can check those out. So hell yeah. All right. All right. So uh so I have a specialty and it is horror films. Eddie has one as well. What is his? God damn it, you already know. His is UFC. So Eddie, drop some knowledge on the upcoming UFC 217. I hear it's going to be a big one. Woo! UFC 217 this Saturday, November 4th at Madison square garden msg can't beat him man oh man i'm i'm ready i am so ready three title fights this thing is big uh in the main event the legend returns george rush st pierre will be going one-on-one with michael the count bisping who is the current ufc middleweight champion uh george st pierre he's got accolades on top of accolades uh, one of the longest reigning welterweight champions of all time uh, one of the most ti- has the most title defenses of all time. Like this guy is just the complete fighter. Him and Anderson Silva were carrying the UFC for quite a long time. Uh, you know, in the late, uh, or, <laughs> it's hard to to 
put a name on the OO, <laughs> the mm-hmm. O fives, yeah, the O's, <laughs> the millenniums yeah, <laughs> to uh, the early tens, the early teens. I know. I, I hate it, man. I hope we live back to like the eighties and the nineties. I know. It's so it easy. Yeah. It's so easy naming it. So, uh, just to give a quick breakdown here, I mean, if this fight would have happened a while ago, this it probably would have been an easier pick to pick George St. Pierre. But now he's a little bit older. He's been away from the cage. Ring rust is a thing. And uh, Michael Bisping has been looking pretty good lately. So this shit is going to be interesting as fuck. Would and you say all- it's going to be bananas? It's going to be crazy, man. It's going to be crazy. Um, <clears throat> George St. Pierre is going up in weight uh, for this card. He's got actually going for the middleweight championship where his forte was usually the welterweight. So he's going to be at a size disadvantage for this fight. The height and reach I'm definitely giving to Michael Bisping. The grappling and wrestling, uh, Michael Bisping has very good takedown defense, but George St. Pierre is very good at taking people down. So I'll definitely give the wrestling and the submission advantage to George St. Pierre. The striking, I'm going to call it right down the middle. St. Pierre has a better jab. Uh, Bisping, I would say probably has better combinations, but uh, St. Pierre has better kicks and uh, probably better knees and elbows too. So uh, interesting to see who will win the striking matchup here. Stamina and athleticism, it's another one that's right down the middle. Both of these guys rarely get tired. And uh, athleticism, I'm giving to GSP. But stamina, I might give a slight edge to Bisping because uh, he comes back and back and back like three, four rounds. Doesn't phase him. He just keeps coming. Uh, Toughness in the chin. Man, I might have to give this to Bisping as well. Bisping, George St. Pierre is very rarely in a fight where he has to rally back. Like, his back is usually never against the wall. He, he usually owns the, the octagon and kind of asserts himself very well. So he doesn't usually have to come back from uh, getting beat up too often. So, uh, yeah, I got to give that to Bisping. And then so, for the official prediction on this one, man. Your main event winner for UFC 217 by split decision, Michael the Count Bisping. Damn. Super tough pick. It could go either way. New York City. Don't know what the judges are going to say. But if I got to go on stamina and toughness and the size, just uh, we will truly see if uh, stamina and size and reach will beat out uh, the skill and technique of uh, St. Pierre because... Uh, this fight is super, super close. Actually, I want to take a quick look at the Vegas odds and uh, see if they have any out for this fight yet. So, quick question. Um, I know that UFC was not doing any events in New York for quite a long time. Yeah. Um, is this the first MSG UFC or they've done? No, this will be the second, actually. Okay. Yeah, the first was Conor McGregor. Uh, no, I believe it was November of last year, but I could be mistaken. Okay. Uh, but yes, uh, George St. Pierre, a slight favorite. Uh, it goes to what I was saying. This fight is extremely close and I probably wouldn't touch this one from a betting perspective, but, uh, your official prediction, Michael Bisping on a split decision, uh, co-main event is yet another title fight. Cody, the champion, Cody, no love Garbrandt versus, versus TJ Dillashaw. Who's the former, uh, bantamweight champion. This is for the bantamweight championship. Uh, these guys are 135 pounds. They don't get tired. They just strike and strike and strike and strike and strike. The size is even. Uh, the size and reach, both the same. Grappling and wrestling, I'm going to have to give to TJ Dillashaw. He, he's an uh, amateur wrestler, and he's very good at taking people down. 
striking is extremely close. I might have to go right down the middle on this one. The power I would give to uh, Garbrandt and the uh, technique maybe give to uh, Dill Dillashaw. Dillashaw is very good uh, striking now. He's really uh, changed his game and uh, raised it to another level as far as uh, kicking, punching, and knees and elbows and everything else. Uh, stamina and athleticism. This one's tough. This is probably right down the middle as well. If I had to lean one way, I would say probably stamina for uh, Garbrandt and uh, athleticism to Dillashaw. Toughness and chin. This is another one that's close. Toughness, I probably have to give to Dillashaw. And chin, maybe Dillashaw as well. So my official prediction on this one is TJ Dillashaw, split decision, super close fight. Um, you know, both of these guys could end it early. And looking at the Vegas odds here, it's actually uh, Cody Garbrandt, who's a one-and-a-half favorite. So not a big favorite, but uh, looks like Vegas is expecting Cody No Love to take the title back home. So uh, I actually like the underdog here. Not yeah. a lot, but uh, I, I would I, if I had to go one way, I'm going uh, Dillashaw on that one. So next up on the trifecta of world title matches at UFC MSG2, your girl, Joanna Yonjacek, Ray, versus Thug Rose Namajunas. Uh, this is another really good fight. Dang, does she have, uh, does she have her head, head shaved? Yeah, she, sh she shaved her head a while ago. Hmm. I believe, I could be mistaken, I heard this like secondhand, but uh, she got tired of people saying that she was hot because like she, it was like, a, a group of like three or four hot chick fighters and she was always in that group of like oh she's the hot chick whatever mm -hmm. so she's like oh yeah i got your hot chick right here and just shaved mm. it all off so i don't know if that's true or not but that's what i was told uh so yeah man this is gonna be good i've been watching rose for a while um kind of surprised that she got a title fight but uh you know this is an even matchup so i'm looking at it here size and reach i'll probably give to Joanna, but uh I think she's heavier, but the reach is about the same. The grappling and wrestling, I would probably say yoana uh, has got good takedown defense, but I uh, would definitely give the submissions to Rose. Striking, slight advantage to Joanna. Uh, she's dominant with the knees and elbows and the punches, but Thug Rose has some good kicks. She's very unorthodox, and if Joanna zigs where she should be zagging or you know, vice versa... Rose could catch her with a kick or some some flying knee or you know she's uh she's very proficient with the kicks so uh definitely gotta watch out there stamina and athleticism I'm going I'm giving it to Joanna she's proven it she's gone five rounds numerous times I've only seen Rose go five rounds one time and uh, athleticism's pretty pretty uh pretty even toughness and chin I gotta give it to your girl Joanna. Uh, like I said, the five-round championship fight, she's proven it over and over and over again. Uh, she's gotten rocked by uh, Carolina, and I think she got rocked a little bit by Andraj. I, I think that's the fight we watched where her mouthpiece got knocked out. Okay. Yeah, so uh, I'd probably give the chin to uh, Ioana as well. So go ahead and take a look at what Vegas got to say about this. Oh, geez. Ioana, huge. I can imagine. Four and a half favorite over uh, Thug Rose. So, uh, yeah, official prediction for your boy, Eddie the Jerk, is you want a young J-Chick on a unanimous decision. Uh, I was probably going to say that before I looked at the odds, but uh, I was just reaffirming uh, what my uh, instincts were telling me here. And so rounding out the main card, uh, there's, there's a couple more, but I'm just going to do this last one real quick because it should be a very, very, very good fight. 
Stephen Wonderboy Thompson versus Jorge Gamebred Masvidal. This should be all striking all day in this fight. It's a three-round fight, non-title. So the, if they got to get a finish, it's got to get done early. Uh, size and reach, I'm going to give to the Wonder Boy. Grappling and wrestling, I'll probably give to Masvidal. Even though these guys, neither of these guys are trying to take the fight to the ground. These these two are just trying to bang and bang and bang with the hands. Uh, striking, I'm going to give a slight edge to Wonder Boy. His striking defense is pretty good. Uh, but he has been cracked uh, numerous times for a karate guy getting cracked like that. It's very uncommon. And Masvidal is very underrated boxing. So if if he can close the distance and keep Wonder Boy from dancing around and running, not running away, but uh, getting away, uh, Masvidal can put some hands on him. Easy. But uh, we'll, we'll, time will tell. We'll have to see how, how this one pans out. And then on the other side of it, uh, Masvidal has to watch out for those kicks. Those kicks would be coming. They're coming fast. They're coming strong. So uh, watch out for those kicks. Toughness in the chin. It is so hard for me not to give the toughness to Stephen Wonderboy Thompson after the he, uh, Wonderboy actually fought for the welterweight title in Madison Square Garden the last time uh, it was at MSG. Uh, he got rocked big time by Tyrone Woodley, and somehow he managed to finish the round and he managed to finish the fight. So props to to Wonder Boy on that, giving him that toughness. The chin, probably give it to uh, Masvidal, but uh, like I said, Wonder Boy ain't no uh, ain't no pussy in there. So uh, if I gotta call it, man, let's you see. Gotta call it. I gotta call this one. It's gonna be split decision. I know that. I want to say Masvidal, but that karate style is just so appealing to the judges. We've seen it many times with Leota Machida and Wonder Boy himself. And uh, other karate guys, they always seem to get the decision from the judges. So I'm going to say Stephen Thompson on a uh, split decision. And let's just take a quick look at Vegas here. Yeah, Wonder Boy, he's a one and a half favorite. So pretty close fight, but also Vegas is thinking Wonder Boy there. Uh, definitely not going to miss this one this Saturday, guys. UFC. You know what to do. GSP is back, baby. So let's see what we got. And then like Cody No Love and TJ Dillashaw, great fight. Your girl, Ioana, and Rose, that's another great fight. And then Wonder Boy and Masvidal. I mean, you can't miss it. You can't be miss it. an absolutely awesome, awesome night. So uh, so I started the show. I dropped knowledge on you, and Eddie dropped some knowledge on you. And now he's going to drop social media on you. So, Eddie, why don't you hit yes. on the social media? All right. Yeah, you guys know what time it is. Instagram, Twitter. Like us on Facebook. And uh, if you're interested in donating anything to the podcast, patreon.com slash J-O-A-T podcast. Every little bit helps. And thank you guys in advance. Uh, join us at J-O-A-T podcast.com for weekly funny pictures, show notes, and videos from our video corner. Ray's doing the damn thing on J-O-A-T podcast.com, and it is getting better every week. Uh, subscribe to us if you haven't already on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Uh, leave a comment and a review if you got the time and uh, effort to do that. Even if you don't have the time, <laughs> Even do if it you anyway. Do it now. <laughs> you're going to do it and you're going to like it. Yes, we will find you. <laughs> God damn it. And then uh, subscribe to us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash J-O-A-T podcast. And uh, any questions, comments, or things you want to clarify with us, jerk of all trades podcast at gmail.com. Look forward to hearing from you guys. So we're going to go to break. We're going to come back. 
And we're going to have Universal Call Out. We're going to have JOAT Video Corner and many more fun stories. So we will see you on the flip side of the break. Hey, what's up, guys? Eddie the Jerk here from the Jerk of All Trades podcast. And thank you for hanging out with us. As you guys already know, I've been on this Audible for a while now, and I'm totally digging it. When you use the link audibletrial.com slash JOAT podcast, you get a free audiobook when you sign up, a free audiobook every 30 days thereafter, and discounted audiobook pricing as an Audible member. If you already have an Amazon account, it's so easy to sign up. It literally took me like 10 seconds to set everything up. My audiobook of choice this month is Game of Thrones, A Song of Fire and Ice, book number one. If you haven't seen the show, no big deal. Go ahead and get caught up with this audiobook. And for you fans of Game of Thrones, you already know what time it is. You're going to love this audiobook. Once again, the link is audibletrial.com slash J-O-A-T podcast. Go start up your Audible subscription like a king with Audible and the jerks. Has the universe ever called out to you? Well, it's calling out to you now, and it demands you listen to the Jerk of All Trades podcast. Every Thursday night, Eddie and Ray tackled the absurdity of this world via a cornucopia of topics ranging from hot-button mainstream news, tech, robotics, progressive medicine, UFC, WWE, and so much more. Jerk of All Trades, changing the world one podcast at a time. You damn right. All right, guys, we're back. You heard the music, so you know what's coming next. It's time for this week's Universal Call-Out. This shit is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. This shit <laughs> is bananas. We, uh, you know, we had a nice little Universal Call-Out uh, prediction, predictor last week for bananas. And we were thinking like, yeah, you know, maybe yes, maybe no. Sometimes Universal Callout is hot. Sometimes it's not. This time is hot. We're coming in hot. It is quite hot. Oh, my goodness. Leading off the uh, first story this week for bananas. 12,000 kilos of cocaine found inside of banana boxes, Ray. 14 tons of cocaine have been found in boxes of bananas seized in Holland and Belgium. All of it originates from Colombia. Eleven tons. Shocking. Colombia. No, that doesn't come. Colombia, really? What? <laughs> where and where is it coming from? It's coming from Turbo, a port town. Uh, yeah, it's called Turbo. And In it's that Turbo, in yeah, that. man. Twelve thousand keys of fucking coke. Jesus Christ! I that... don't think I've ever seen anything like it. I was actually watching a uh, Gordon Ramsay uh, documentary uh, last night. And it's about the uh, Columbia drug trade and uh, the cocaine trade down there. Interesting. Yeah, it's it was pretty cool. Um, this kind of reminds me of that. I they didn't show me no damn twelve thousand kilos. No, 
So was that, it in bananas? No, but that's a lot of money. Every kilo is a hundred thousand dollars worth of fucking Jeez. coke. So, so that's a lot of money. Twelve thousand times a hundred thousand is a lot, a lot, a lot of money. <laughs> a lot. I like it a lot. So uh, yeah. Uh, last but not least, a news report from local radio station Caracol said that despite the practice being common. There have been an increase in cocaine smuggled via banana shipments. So th- this is like a normal thing, which I mean, I guess it makes sense. You know, like when whatever your biggest export is, and I don't know if bananas are the biggest export, but I'm sure that that's a big one. And uh, yeah, they're going to find ways to smuggle that out. So, you know, uh, I've, you know, watched a lot of shit, uh, you know, they cut tires open and put, you know, dr- cocaine in, uh, in tires or fucking you know, dolls or whatever they could fucking find. I think we talked about a story where somebody put a bunch of uh, drugs in a fucking doll. Oh, also uh, cereal boxes, too. Cereal boxes? Yeah, so man. you can put your drugs anywhere. But I, I know they wrap them up in rubber uh, when they use water as a, a way to ship it. They wrap the kilos of cocaine in uh, rubber, and then they wrap it in, like, cellophane or that plastic wrap stuff. And uh, so that just in case if the box falls apart or whatever it's able to float and not sink to the bottom of the ocean. Damn. Yeah. Damn. I'm telling you, man, it is so in depth how they make this Coke and how they ship it. And it, it just boggles my mind how the ingenuity behind all of it yeah. is so intricate that uh, we've come a long way from we've come a long way in our drug trade. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ, like George Washington and fucking, you know, all these guys way, way, way back in the day, didn't have to deal with no fucking cocaine. Mm. So it's, fucking bananas <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh it's ridiculous so actually i think it would work out pretty well for you you know if you were smuggling your cocaine in bananas then you could just have people like put the bananas inside of them and then you know they could just you know fly over here you wouldn't get as much cocaine that way but you know at least it would fit more easily inside of you know you know a lady's hoo-ha or hey or a dude's uh b-hole or something right yeah so, well the the video last night had uh the guy swallowing fucking 250 packets of uh, cocaine and they, they caught his ass and they, I think they took like an MRI, I guess of him. And you could see all the little packets inside of his stomach. It was so gross. They said, basically you swallow all that shit and then you just shit it out. And then somebody goes through all the shit and takes all of it out. So, yeah, you know what? I actually watched a really, really good movie. Uh, It was from, I believe it was from New Zealand and it was called the mule. And it was about a guy who went on a vacation somewhere. I don't remember exactly where he went. I don't know, Mexico, whatever. And he was convinced by, you know, whatever, some people in the town that he lived in to swallow a bunch of uh, baggies of heroin. And so he did that, uh, and he got seized at the airport, and he got taken aside, and they're like, look, we know what's up. We know that you've, you know, you've got heroin inside of you. And he's like, no, I don't. So they're like, yeah, you do. (laughs) So they fucking the whole movie is they actually put him in a hotel room and they just sit there and their job is to wait for him to eventually have to shit so they can get the heroin bags out of his shit. And uh, he's just going on and on. I think four or five days pass and he still hasn't taken a shit. And he is really starting to struggle. There is. Then they just give him some coffee. Just give him some goddamn coffee. They try a bunch of shit like that. So in one of the most disgusting scenes ever. Uh, the, uh, the guy, the, uh, the police officer that's watching him ends up like falling asleep or something. I think he may possibly somehow drug him or something. Uh, but anyway, or no, I don't think he actually, I think he's just sleep 
he's just sleeping and he, like he can't stop himself anymore. And so he ends up just like he's farting and he eventually just like starts shitting them out in the bed. And he is left with no other choice but to fucking re-eat them. So then he oh takes and he re-eats the heroin bags that are covered in his own shit. And then like the guy oh. wakes up and like he's like he sees shit everywhere. And like he smells shit on his breath. And he knows what he's done, but he cannot prove it. Like he cannot oh prove that he's God. like it is uh it's quite an it's quite a funny little movie. So it's kind of like a dark comedy kind of thing. So anyway. That could have went in the Halloween horror movie. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, oh, the mule. God. The mule. No, thank you. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Yeah, getting back on track. Apparently now they have something called banana milk, and it's it's a, a thing. Freaking low fat, low sugar content. There's six different ingredients. Uh, you know, six different flavors, I believe, and it contains absolutely no added sugar, just natural sweetness from bananas. It's certified organic, non-GMO, and nut-free for all you guys out there with peanut allergies. Uh, rendering it an allergy. Oh, damn it! <laughs> I got too far ahead of myself. Uh, it's made from pureed bananas, roasted sunflower seed butter, and a dash, just a dash, of cinnamon. And I believe it's called the Moolah's Banana Milk, not sponsored, mm. hashtag not sponsored. Okay. Only 60 calories, Ray. See, I, you know, I was very confused by this because when you told me about this, I was like, <laughs> banana milk already exists in that there is like, you know the whatever organics nest quick or whatever there's like chocolate milk you know it's fucking milk that has chocolate flavoring or there's strawberry milk and it's just regular milk that has strawberry flavoring and so there's banana milk banana milk is just regular ass milk but it has fake ass banana banana flavoring oh, in it. no this is so all this right <laughs> so this is actually milk that's actually made from pureed bananas uh, and other you stuff. know what okay. i didn't even think about that the nest so, quick yeah. yeah so i that's why i was so confused i was like i think that that banana milk has been out for like a hot couple decades or something <laughs> but yeah. uh yeah no that's actually sounds pretty delicious i'm always on the hunt for uh some new type of not milk milk so oh you know, you'd be definitely the stuff. new kid on the block with fucking banana milk new kid on the block had a bunch of hits chinese food makes oh, me shit. sick hang tough uh bananas are going extinct whoa, ray whoa, whoa. bananas are not that tough no they're dying they're bananas dying left dying. and right oh man so i guess now what we got going on here is a banana attacking fungus called fusarium wilt has been assaulting bananas across Southeast Asia and Australia. Fusarium wilt has been wafting its uh, mysterious, murderous (laughs) way along, taking bite after deadly bite. Uh, It appears to be somewhat impervious to pesticides, and it can pretend to be dead. And then suddenly get up and start killing I again. Know, I know. I I noticed this particular sentence really interested me. It's so insidious that just like the bad guy at the end of movies, <laughs> it can pretend to be dead and then suddenly get up and start killing again. It's Michael fucking Myers. Yes! God damn it. It's Michael fucking Myers. Oh, my God. This goddamn he. This thing should have its own horror movie where it's killing bananas and you can't kill it. You got to shoot it in the fucking face with a gun with a silver bullet. No. Or is no. that like werewolf? That's something? werewolves. Yeah. I think you just have to chop its head off or something or put too many bad sequels out. <laughs> One of the two. Craziness. Well, I guess the scientists are saying that uh, we could be looking at a future where bananas all but disappear from store shelves. I don't know how I feel about that. I'll tell you what, man. So I'd be a little sad. I, you know what? Before today, I would have been pretty fucking sad. 
But let me tell you a little story about Ray the Jerk <laughs> earlier today and the universal call out hitting a little too close to home. So, you know what? Maybe because, you know, universal call out was bananas or whatever. But, you know, hey, I was at the store and I was like, I want some bananas. This was like last week. So I bought some bananas. Uh, first first thing, uh, I bought uh, bought a little bushel or whatever of bananas. And uh, I took one banana. I've got a little banana hanger thing. I took one banana off. And, like, I don't know what happened to all the other bananas, but the fucking top parts of them ripped off on all of the bananas. Oh, so I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Now that I got five bananas that I would have to, like, eat immediately because yeah. now they're not protected. You can't put, like, saran wrap on it or something. I guess you could. Uh, if I was going to fill it with cocaine or something. But... My only thought there is throwing it in the freezer, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I, was I don't even know that. if that works. I think I just throw it in the trash. Uh, I'm sure Richard Branson would love to hear me say that. No. But... <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, yeah, so whatever. So I've been eating bananas this week. And uh, anyway, went out earlier today and, uh, you know, I decided to do a little uh, little shopping and stuff and decided to get some coffee. So I went to uh, went to the Starbucks got a coffee and was like hey do you guys got bananas they're like oh yeah yeah we got bananas so got a banana and uh anyway ate that banana did my little shopping came home and like i, I got in my kitchen and i was just like man i do not feel good like i do not know what's wrong with me but there is something wrong with my stomach like not like i got a shit but like dude i am not feeling feeling good and i think i'm gonna puke and all of a sudden i just heard vince mcmahon in my head and he's like he's gonna puke <laughs> He's gonna puke. I think we got that thought at the exact same moment. He's gonna puke. He's gonna puke. I think I'm actually gonna splice it in. So right here, okay. this will be this will be the moment where I actually splice it in. So right here, beyond the mat. Huh? Oh my God! He's, he's gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna. He's coming at puke. He's gonna puke. He's gonna puke. He's gonna. He's gonna puke. Oh man. <laughs> There it is. All right. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> whoever thought that was a good idea? Vince McMahon thought Jesus it was a good idea. Jesus Christ. So, anyway, guess what happened? I fucking started to puke in my own mouth. I had to run to my sink and I puked in my fucking sink. And then I fucking puked again. And like just violent amounts of fucking banana and coffee. Um, and yeah, I had to get that whole goddamn banana out of me. And I don't know what was wrong with that particular banana, but my body did not agree with no. it. And so, yeah, universal call out is making me fucking sick. No, not good. No, not good at not all. Not good at all. That's what I get for trying to be healthy. <laughs> yeah. What was I thinking? That or Starbucks fucking uh, put some roofies in your shit or something. I don't yeah, know. It's, it's certainly possible. So. God damn. So anyway, yeah, universal call out definitely fucking delivered. And let's hope that... Bananas don't go extinct. So no. get out of here, Fosterium Wilt, you yeah. son of a bitch. I will kill you. So uh so anyway, yeah. Uh our next story is uh pretty goddamn bizarre. So let's uh let's talk about the Krispy Kreme meth bust. And uh I'll tell you what, this story actually on the surface, when I first read it, I was kind of like, hmm, you know what? This is pretty interesting, funny story. And then I was like, wow, there's actually like much more depth to this thing. So uh, there was a guy in Florida that was just awarded $37,500 after the uh, cops mistaked glazed donut crumbs for meth. So <laughs> let us not forget. Let's not forget about our guy that was high on meth that thought a dog put a hex on him. So he killed his dog, right? He killed yes. the dog, right? That's a throwback. Okay. 
All right. So uh, anyway, these quotas are out of control. Seriously, fucking donut crumbs. <laughs> it I is. Mean, Jesus it Christ. is ridiculous. So basically, they pulled this guy over. Uh, he's sixty-four years old. His name's uh, Dan. He's sixty-four years old. <laughs> Okay. Doing meth. This is you this is shit you can't even make up. Okay. <laughs> 64 years old. He had just dropped off his friend at chemotherapy. Oh my god. Like seriously, like could this be any worse for the police? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> uh so anyway, he went to uh I guess he went to the convenience store and then uh he was doing like 42 and a 30 and he got pulled over by the cops. And uh, he had a gun. He had a concealed uh, weapons permit, which he showed them. They asked if he, they, you know, they wanted to search his car. He said that's fine. Uh, so actually, multiple uh, people searched his car. And uh, anyway, they noticed some crystals on the floorboard of the car. And the officers used a field testing kit. And the white substance that they found tested positive for methamphetamine. Uh, and the wow. guy, the guy said, "No, that's glazed from a Krispy Kreme donut. I go there every other Wednesday. Like, yeah, right. You go there like every day, but whatever." <laughs> uh, officers weren't buying it. Not just the fact that he only goes there every other Wednesday. They thought it was fucking meth, and uh, so they booked him on charges of possessing methamphetamine while armed with a weapon. Uh, anyway, further testing happened, and it found uh, turned out that the white crystals were, in fact, not a controlled substance. The results did not indicate whether the substance was sweet and delicious, though. Um, mm. But, you know, it was probably Krispy Kreme uh, donut. So anyway. Wait, uh, wait, wait. Just to roll back here. This yeah. is a little fast for me. So it the substance they tested was actually methamphetamine? No. No, it was not methamphetamine. No, but, I know that. But, like, because they pulled him over. Like, the sequence of events. Can you explain it to me again? Yeah. So he was pulled over for yeah. doing 42 in a 30. Okay, and, and then they searched his car, and then he they noticed that he had a weapon. He had a he had a concealed carry permit. Yeah. Then they wanted to search his car, which he said okay. And, and then so, they found the donut crumbs. So they found the the donut crumbs, or what they believe to be methamphetamine. Okay. They have they a, didn't test it right there. They did, yes. Oh, they did. They have a field testing kit, yeah. which we'll actually cover a little bit later in this story. Um, that is not very effective. No. <laughs> and uh as you can tell that's being polite as you can tell it's not all that effective yeah. and so uh so yeah so we got booked on methamphetamine charges and then once they did further actual testing when they brought it to a lab it was proven to not be methamphetamine okay okay thank you sir yes so now this actually happened in a- another city uh in uh the Florida city Northwest of Orlando, uh, Oviedo, uh, Carlos cash was pulled over in March for driving without headlights and arrested by the police court. Uh, records showed that he, uh, had outpassed, uh, his court ordered curfew. Uh, the records were later shown mm. to be out of date and inaccurate. So, I mean, they pulled him over on some bullshit. Okay. Uh, and police saw white dust on the floorboards of his car. They tested it with a field kit. It tested positive for cocaine. Uh-oh. He went to jail for 90 days Maybe he just had a banana in there. <laughs> I just had a box of bananas. I didn't know there was fucking cocaine oh, in there. Oh, <laughs> man. Uh, so 90 days, oh, uh, he man. was in jail. He knew the white substance in his car was actually drywall dust. Oh, my God. Um. So, yeah. He had to do 90 days because they found some bullshit dust. 
Yeah, so it says that some tests use a single tube of a chemical called cobalt thiocyanate, which turns blue when it's exposed to cocaine, but it also turns blue when it's exposed to more than 80 other compounds, including methadone, certain acne medications, and several household cleaners. Um, other tests use three tubes, which officer can break in a specific order to rule out everything but the drug in question. But if the officer breaks the tubes in the wrong order, that too can invalidate the results. The environment can also present problems. Cold weather slows the color development, heat speeds it up, or sometimes prevents a color reaction from taking place at all. So basically, these tests that they're using are about a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, and people are going to jail. <laughs> and people are going to jail for this. Um, remind me at the end of the story, we're going to check in with Do Not Pay yes please <laughs> we're gonna check on with do not pay i want my robot lawyer yes i want my robot <laughs> lawyer uh but yeah so data from the state law enforcement lab in florida found 21 percent of the evidence recorded by police as methamphetamine was in fact not methamphetamine and of that half was not illegal drugs at all according to ProPublica investigation when we examined the department's records they showed the office that officers faced with somewhat ambiguous directions on the pouches had simply misunderstood which colors indicated a positive result so literally the cops just didn't fucking understand it like they're like i think blue is positive right you're going to jail for 90 days <laughs> could have been colorblind yeah there you go i give him the benefit of the doubt was it orange was it green i don't know uh so yeah so anyway he uh the uh mr rushing was uh spurred to file a lawsuit against the city of orlando which he won um or no sorry uh yeah and uh, two weeks ago he reached a settlement which was for thirty seven thousand five hundred dollars so that's not bad um 90 so, days 37 grand yeah i take that worked out okay for him uh i actually found another funny story that i thought tied together pretty well with this as well um we actually had a 21 year old man who was wanted on probation uh violations this is in detroit uh detroit what <laughs> detroit what detroit baby <laughs> uh eminem's new cd comes out uh, i think next week oh damn pretty soon pretty soon he's uh yeah he's a uh, hot property right now man yep uh also your boy kid rock is not running for senate he's actually putting out a really shitty cd that uh talks about being from the south even though he's from you know fucking northern michigan yeah uh, but anyway. i always found that very odd about kid rock yeah and the his... rebel flag and he's yeah. like you know couldn't be any further north pandering uh but yeah this guy uh he was on probation violations he decided to turn himself in what did he do he brought in a bunch of donuts for the cops because cops like donuts first off i wonder if they were sort of offended but then they were like we're gonna eat these fucking donuts they goddamn right they are <laughs> you um, you watch twin peaks those donuts yeah. get ate bro you gotta stack those donuts <laughs> hell yeah uh they actually asked if uh did the other officers eat the donuts and the sergeant said no comment <laughs> hard hitting new hard hitting yahoo news thank you guys <laughs> i appreciate that so um, wouldn't it be if there was ever a read in between the lines <laughs> wouldn't it be a twist of fate if he had actually brought in donuts that actually were sprinkled with methamphetamine oh my god that would, that would that, be crazy that would really fuck them up huh oh that would uh, so do the cops get arrested if they test each other i don't know all right so let's check in with do not pay what do we want to ask um are we talking about cocaine and bananas or meth in the donuts um maybe let's say um i got Pulled over, and my donut crumbs 
tested positive. If I had to guess, it, it's probably going to be the receipt again. Meth and meth but uh, yeah, probably hold your receipt. If I had to guess, I'm sorry to hear that. Here's how we can help. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Uh, send an appeal to refund an item with impractical yes. with and unreasonably warranty guidelines. Uh, we got refund for undelivered goods. Mm. So. If delivery still haven't arrived and it's been an unreasonably long time, you may still be eligible for a refund or better otherwise. Send this appeal in. Nah, hold your receipt. Hold your receipt. Tell, <clears throat> show the cop. Hey, look, man, Krispy Kreme. It's isn't it so <laughs> shitty that you have to hold every receipt. Refund. You ever <laughs> you bought? Refund for faulty goods. If the goods that have been damaged when they arrived at your home, you're eligible for a refund. There you go. <laughs> I bought this donut and fucking the the cream fucking chipped off of it. And now the cops tested it, tested positive for methamphetamines. This is a faulty fucking donut. God damn you, Krispy Kreme. <laughs> I didn't even get high off it either. <laughs> I didn't even get high off this goddamn donut. This I just got a some, sugar rush. That's it. Some low grade meth. <laughs> um, and then I've got file for maternity leave. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Apparently you can file for if you, you are eligible for maternity leave if you're expecting um, and then need extra help. Uh, yeah, we can help within 24 hours. So. Interesting. Well, on to something a little more positive on the drug front. Amazon. Amazon delivers again. Ooh, you ain't lying. Amazon delivered 65 pounds of prime, prime, prime reefer up in this bad boy first of all this delivery happened in florida in orlando in orlando again florida you got these cops with their drywall dust and now you're amazon sending weed from massachusetts to orlando oh my goodness (laughs) 65 pounds of weed how did that happen so all right the package was shipped from a warehouse in massachusetts and the and there was a couple that received the package they said immediately something was pretty weird and wrong. Uh, the 27-gallon plastic storage bins, which apparently should have been empty, uh, were a little harder to carry than a couple of plastic bins should have been. Police later found that the package weighed a total of 93 and a half pounds. Jeez. That's heavy, yeah. That's crazy on the shipping, too. I mean, I guess you would probably get prime shipping on that. Dude, that's was, heavy as fuck. Yeah, what was the UPS guy thinking? <laughs> what 93-pound container? I don't know. God, did something. Getting a goddamn workout, man. Yeah, no he's kidding. Gonna, he's going to need some of that fucking prime reefer, man. Yeah, no kidding. Blow his goddamn back out. Get that muscle relaxer going. Seriously. So, uh, yeah, the, the female customer opened up the package and she found that each of the four bins contained a green plastic wrap bundle of marijuana. The weed itself weighed 65 pounds. She and her fiance were completely baffled. And called the cops. Of course they did. What? Of course. Why are you calling the cops, girl? Uh, We're doing just fine. They thought it was a setup, probably. (laughs) They thought it was a fucking setup. I mean, let's be honest here. If you got like 65 pounds of weed, I mean, 
fuck i might kind of be uh i might be a little worried too because that's like the plot of a movie you know no like you get a bunch of fucking weed delivered to you and like it was like supposed to go to someone else and you try to keep it and sell it no and then like no, you no. end up like with the fucking mob after you like this... that's that's a fucking movie i've seen probably you might just call me monty hall and say let's make a deal oh man <laughs> call me first don't call the police god damn what the hell <laughs> Call, call Amazon customer service for my future ex-girlfriends in the future or ex-wives. If you call the cops before you call me on 65 pounds of weed coming to the house, we're getting divorced. Mm-hmm. We are getting divorced it's a done deal. immediately. This is just uh, Donald Trump does not agree with this deal. This is a bad deal. Amazon gave the couple a $150 gift card. Gee, Seriously? Thanks. Oh, wow. <laughs> $150 on 65 pounds. They don't even reaper. sell weed. <laughs> I know. You so can't even buy weed there. Hopefully they got to keep their containers and uh, spend that money. Or actually, probably the containers probably uh, got taken too. So, uh, yeah. I mean, that is just insane. 65 insane pounds. Insane in of weed. the membrane. How did that not reek of like super fucking reefer coming I'm, out I'm of the sh- bin? Yeah, I'm sure that that was probably like... I'm sure they wrapped it up like very tightly. So, I mean, let's be honest here. I mean, the only logical thing here is that someone in one of the Amazon warehouses was trying to ship that to someone else, right? It's possible. That or somebody uh That or Amazon has like a fucking like drug trade going on that we're unaware of. <laughs> no. It's either someone intercepted the package or it could have been the delivery person or I'm not sure, but I'm on do not pay right now and I'm typing in my girlfriend <laughs> Called the cops on my <laughs> on my sixty-five pound weed delivery. You know they have weed delivery in California, but I don't think they do sixty-five pounds. I'm sorry to hear that. Here's a uh, refund faulty goods. Okay, can't do it. Oh, Need man. extra fault. No receipt on this one, but uh, I think do not pay agrees with me, and uh, we have to break up. That's just the way yeah. it is. It, it just, That's just the way it is. If you're not smart enough Things to realize be the same. what type of gift has just been gifted to us, then it may be time to go. Gifted from the heavens above or from Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Well, on the topic of weed, Ray, Northwestern, I'm sorry, Northern Michigan University offers marijuana degree. You know about this, right? Detroit what? Yes. Detroit what? Oh. Yes. <laughs> oh, this is actually reported by the Detroit Free Press. So, uh, yeah, a uh, university in Michigan is offering an unusual degree in marijuana. Mm. So Northern Michigan University in Marquette uh, began its medical plant chemistry program this semester with about a dozen students in the first class. The Detroit Free Press reported uh, the program combines chemistry, biology, botany, horticulture, marketing and finance so it's an unusual program other universities offer classes on marijuana policy and law in places such as oaksterdam university cannabis college in humboldt cannabis college all in california and thc university the grow school and clover leaf university in denver offer certificates in a variety of uh disciplines but the northern michigan program is unique because it is a university and it's offering a four-year degree that is addressing the science and business behind growing marijuana. Yeah, I just want to touch on something real quick here. I'm happy that Michigan is doing this. Obviously, they're having a lot of issues right now, money-wise, financially. Uh, yeah. So it Bankruptcy, looks, what? Yeah, it looks like they're planning ahead because it's not legal right now 
uh, marijuana isn't legal as of yet <clears throat> in the state of Michigan. So it looks like they're prepping for it. <laughs> oh, and for it, sure. And it looks like they're going to pass it because uh, for for a university to be doing this is a pretty big deal. Yeah, um, it's huge, man. I hope they make a shitload of money. I hope they make a shitload of money because, uh, you know, there's a lot of pe- good people out there in Michigan. And uh, it's it's silly for marijuana with all of its potential for revenue to be uh you know criminally criminally processed all the time is is getting silly and people are becoming more and more aware of the benefits of it and uh yeah man uh hopefully uh it passes and uh they can start growing that goddamn weed <laughs> yeah yeah and you know what i mean this thing is cool too because yeah i mean you don't think about you know all the science and stuff that is behind that and so you're gonna need people that are actually gonna know what's you know need to know what's going yes. on they're gonna need to understand that stuff legit people Yes. Professors and right. students. Not just, you know, random dude who read a bunch of stuff on, uh, you know, online, like, uh, you know, certain people I may know um, that, you know, just started doing it. So you got to, you know, you got to know your stuff. And that's what this is going to do. You know, it's a four year, four year university, and it's going to teach you how to grow your cannabis and grow it right and do it right. And hopefully, you know, this will work out for uh, Michigan. So I'm all about it. Hell yeah. Definitely. So. Michigan, do the damn thing. Absolutely. So, cool. All right. So, uh, let's hit the home stretch. Uh, JOAT video corner. All so. right. All right. All right. So, uh, what are we, uh, which one are we starting with here? Well, let's do mine last because I have a feeling it's going to be a uh, pretty goddamn funny. Okay. <laughs> so, I need to, uh, we, we can save it for, for the last. Yeah. I need to, uh, I need to find that too because I don't know that I've got that on mine. Hold on. Yeah. I'm still searching for, uh, Oh, no, that's the wrong one. I'm searching for uh, GTA, I think. Nope, that's it's work. Okay, that's that. Okay, make sure I. Uh, okay, no, this sorry. one. Yeah, this one's yours right here. This is great podcasting. Oh, this is. We're fa- giving you guys time to set up. We see we did this on purpose. It may okay. sound like it's a jumbled mess, but it, it's really done on purpose. No, you know what? Not, not <laughs> you know we're never perfect. So okay, let me get to. Uh, we're starting with. Uh, Ooh, I got is- a message on Facebook. Ow! Oh! Okay. Uh, this is Everything is Terrible. Uh, this is... Uh, okay, so you're going YouTube first. Yes. This okay. is Everything is Terrible. This is called Halloween Will Kill You. Mm. Um, everything Everything is Terrible is fucking awesome. It's a, uh, it's a website um, that's existed for quite a while. Um, and I think we watched uh, something from Grimy Ghost, which is connected with uh, Everything is Terrible. Uh, but Everything is Terrible basically like finds all of these like clips of like uh shitty movies and like um you know church videos and just like public access stuff and it um, basically twists and warps them and puts them on display um they're doing a really cool thing uh which is just ridiculous um they are um they are creating a basically an entire art exhibit with vhs copies of jerry Maguire, and they have like over a hundred thousand copies of jerry Maguire, and they've made an entire room with like a whole throne and stuff they actually made it look like the holy mountain um wow. and it's just uh they Why actually ha- jerry Maguire? i don't know because huh. of the randomness of it I, yeah. I mean it's really like it's this weird art you know like where it kind of talks about you know the disposability of things you have the like you know vhs a dead media format and like how many copies of this one random movie there are which is jerry Maguire. so you'll have to actually um, you'll have to see the pictures. Maybe I'll post on uh, on our website um, and on our social media the Everything is Terrible Jerry Maguire uh, shrine thing that they have going on because it's pretty fucking awesome. So 
Anyway, all right, so uh, are you ready? Are you loaded up on this? I'm ready to go. Okay, here we go. Welcome to the telecast today. We're going to talk about the dangers of Halloween and what you're exposing your Halloween children very to. Dangerous. Stay tuned. I'm delighted to present uh, to you my citizen guy here with his glasses. Blood. Most people think that Halloween is just a Christian holiday. It is actually Wrong. a nature Wiccan satanic holiday, mm, the festival of death. Just to even link Halloween Day to the, the Christian dead. church mm. is as bizarre mm. as maybe survivors from the Nazi Holocaust celebrating Hitler's birthday and that. embracing the moral of the death camps. Well, Halloween is a celebration of death. Christ is a Where's celebration this from? of life. They just don't go I together. Don't know. Skeletons. Some Ouija board bones. It's gotta be the south. Pointy hats with witches. Ouija boards. Graveyards Ouija boards. being dedicated on the focus is on blood and gore and death. If you read Damn Generation X and the Ouija boards. Human sacrifice is common mm -hmm. in America. How has witchcraft made itself child-friendly? Have you ever played with a Ouija board? Yes. Mm -hmm. And it was over a, a Halloween party. You this bitch. is one of the insidious <laughs> elements of the Harry Potter series. I played series. with a lot it of wood before, but I don't think I played with a Ouija board before. What is the unseen <laughs> force behind we'll the Harry Potter we'll books? We'll do it. The driving <laughs> force is the we're spirit do, of witchcraft. We're going to do Ouija board on the podcast. The Harry Potter books are a repackaging of witchcraft for your children. Oh witchcraft is the power to which Satan's kingdom functions, and it attacks the masculine nature of God Liberty. That's me calling him. Harry Potter Come on. promotes meditation, fortune telling, and occult spells. Vampires, <laughs> tells demons, and this is like a cable Satan access program gone wrong. Oh my god! In? I think Hollywood has been doing a lot of the conditioning. Sabrina, the teenage right. witch, the <laughs> pagan federation in England that says their nail bags swell every time that Sabrina, the teenage witch, comes on. Thousands of teenagers wanting to join covens and become witches. The Harry Potter series is the thing that convinces me the Antichrist is not far off. Even Harry Potter's I agree forehead with is marked with the lightning bolt. <laughs> I saw Harry Potter and fell asleep immediately. It was pretty boring. Oh God! Demons did not function in America. The devil put me right to sleep. Functioned in foreign countries. I wondered Satan's what that was. Kept demons from like. getting across the river. Yeah. good music. It's only the good movies they say. Oh, Satan made this movie. Cold-blooded murder. <gasps> With absolute malice of forethought, without this is getting fucking spooky. It may be fun, but it isn't harmless. Tar art cards. It will destroy Tar your cards. I wish fucking this you guy and Jim Ross would get into like a UFC fight. Jim Ross just beat the fuck out of this guy. He does have a little bit of Jim Ross going on. Yeah, yeah but Jim Ross more badass than this guy. The word of God. The cutting Jim Ross of trees beat the fuck out of this like guy. The raping of your mother. John Cage. Wait, wait, wait. What did he just say about raping your mother? The cutting of a tree. The cutting of trees is like raping of your mother. Society have become so inundated with smut on the television. And Ouija boards. Schools are promoting <laughs> Harry Potter oh and his God. religion, causing an occult revival around the world. In book number one, Harry's parents are murdered on Halloween night. So we see Halloween associated with blood, fear, death. The Avenger of Blood has sworn <laughs> to kill the Roman soldier. Uh, by the way, this is his book, The Avenger of Blood. <laughs> <living nightmare. laughs> Make sure to get it on hardcover for only $8.99. It's almost feeling like he's calling the pot happy, or a kettle pot black or something. Yeah. Your children uh, Pot, ke pot kettle black. Three words: pot kettle black. Yeah, this motherfucker right here. Can be permanently scarred or destroyed. Oh Listen closely and protect your family. Oh, we will kill you. His, oh! his suit isn't that bad. I will give him that. He's got a nice looking suit. Grimy ghost. Boo. Everything is terrible. Beautiful. All right. There it was, guys. That, yeah, that guy ain't got shit on Jim Ross, I'll tell you right now. All right. 
You ready for the next one? Oh, we're doing uh, Grand Theft Auto, right? Yes. I'm looking forward to this. It's queued up. Okay. <laughs> yes. All right. So a uh, small bag of meth was found inside a used copy of GTA 5. Oh, my. If you're wondering, no, the meth wasn't blue. Now we're seeing blue meth being made. She called the police who tested the substance. Was this his fucking wife? Probably. <laughs> Confirmed the bag contained six grams of meth. Not the blue shit, though. Uh, McAllister, not Kevin McAllister, had purchased the game at GameStop in Tallahassee. Oh, my God, Florida again. And was concerned the game hadn't been checked more carefully. Maybe this was a special edition. Uh, local authorities investigated the case further. Um... And GameStop issued an official apology for the incident. Uh, oddly enough, this isn't even the first time. Yeah, that had to have been uh, cooked. Oh, Drugs have been found inside a used game. Uh, we're getting to see some footage of uh, GTA 5. A very similar incident was reported at another GameStop location. Um, in Lake Charles, Louisiana, back in September of 2016. Uh, we don't know what that game was, though. Can you believe someone left a bag of drugs inside a used game? Sure. Why not? It had to have been a, an employee. Unless yeah. they didn't check the game when they brought it in. It's possible. They usually check those games pretty hard, though, I feel like. so. Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking. As as oh, sorry. Oh, Ray's playlist. Sorry. <laughs> Ray secretly loves uh, hip-hop and R&B. All right. So our last video. Our last video here. I, I, it's, it's a comedy video. It's actually a uh, Santa Claus and a uh, appears to be a reindeer. Maybe Rudolph, not sure. I was going to save this for Christmas time, but this video is just too damn mm. funny. You can find it on YouTube. The title of it is simple. It's called When Robots Twerk. And there's only 121 views. Dude, it's going so up after this. It's going viral. Going viral. All right, you ready? Let's do it. Here we go. Oh, look at that booty. Look at that booty. Boom. Santa Boom. and a reindeer with a booty. Oh. Santa is moving that thing, and it's so's a reindeer. You think you've seen twerk videos on Instagram. You ain't seen this one. Oh, man. Let's replay. That was so good. Oh, let's watch again. If I wasn't sitting down, I'd be twerking right now. Hell yeah. This puts me in the holiday spirit. It really does. It Let's put... watch it again. Yes. I'm ready for Christmas, goddammit. Ready for my turkey Christmas. Somebody better get me these for the holidays. Dude, this would be awesome. I, I want to order one of those. <laughs> That's another hour of the podcast of us just listening to this, watching this on repeat. Dude, I'm telling you, this is a good find. Okay. Who who made a fucking Santa doll with the jiggle butt action? There's a lot of interesting uh, little uh, decorations like that now. It is ridiculous. You know what? Hey, maybe one day we'll create uh, Ray the Jerk and Eddie the Jerk twerking robots. Twerking butt robots. Yes. Twerking butt robots. <laughs> Only our butt moves, not our Only legs. Only our butts. So. All right. All right. I love that video. Uh, so another JOAT video corner. Fucking amazing shit again. And you know where we go next. We go to Inspirobot for the win. Nice. So All right. Let's Inspirobot it up. Let's get some so inspiration up in this bag. I'm going to make this shit bigger too. 
I want to see it big. I'm in Spyrobot. Hello, you can become my friend. I'm going uh, to. This is weak. I don't want that one. All right. I'm going to generate. Here I am generating. Oh, my God. Nice. <laughs> no, dude. I got a guy holding a banana, and it says, try to be the reason somebody has a meltdown. Oh, my <laughs> God. Inspirobot. You can't make that up, dude. Never ceases to amaze oh us. Oh, my God, Even though that is, that's not quite as random as uh, you, oh my the podcast God. would hope. Wait, describe the picture again. It's a white background. Okay. It's it's a guy. It's just a hand. And it's holding a banana that's like peeled, peeled open. Okay. And it says, try to be the reason somebody has a meltdown. Oh, my God. Are, are you going to buy the shirt? <laughs> I might buy the shirt. I might print that on the shirt. Oh, my God. You can wear it for one of our How, pictures. Dude, what are the chances? And by the way, good luck on your Inspirobot. <laughs> no, mine sucks. I did three of them, and they all suck. All right, give me what you got. All right, I got some guy and some trunks jumping off uh, maybe like a ledge or something into some water. And it says, quality is a real character. Boo. Yeah, it's all about the <laughs> banana. It could, it could live up to yours. There's no way. fucking weird, dude. That is a new goddamn level. I'm fucking blown away, man. That is crazy. <laughs> my mind is fucking blown, dude. Oh, my Apple, God. Apple, dude. Apple's got their hands on it. Oh, my God. It's like apples and bananas. Fake news and real news. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, God. You know what? Let's do. Uh, how about this? For the 31st episode of the show, let's do 31 topics. Holy crap. That's a lot of... That's a great oh, idea. and because what is Halloween is October, October 31st. 31st. Nice. Look at that. I like where your head's at. Synchronicity. Synchronicity up in the bitch. All right, here we go. We ready? Refresh. All right. I've got... And we might not... I might not have to go through all of yeah, these Yeah, I might need again. a notepad and okay. paper 31. All right, I got athletics, playing cards, zebras, prisons, bananas, <laughs> drug stores, masonry, lighters, prostitution, dentistry, canoes, royalty, bakeries, hunting, socialism, submarines, vaccines, archery, diamond, dogs, bra or bridges, diving, spas, lions, Crime. Oh, don't pick crime. Fishing, <laughs> politics, skating, cats, carpentry, and dance. I know what I like out of these. Man, it is so hard. There's That's not a lot. a lot of repeats there either. No. I kind of like dogs. I kind of like drugstores. I like prostitution. Prostitution I was thinking about. I, I, I don't think we've had any. I don't, I don't think we've really talked about prostitution at all. Let's I do think it. That, that could be an interesting one. I like that one. So. Yeah. All right. Cool, cool, what cool. Next week. episode. What an episode of the JOAT podcast. It just keeps Hell getting yeah. better and better and better. So make sure to join us next week. We're going to have tons of fun prostitution stories. So <laughs> universal call out of prostitutes. As my girlfriend says, I... Uh, I believe she uh -oh. says that. I, <laughs> Are you sure you want to say this I think right she, now? <laughs> I think she says that I love whores. <laughs> so <laughs> we foreshadowed it in yeah. the beginning, and we didn't even, yeah. we didn't even so, know. <laughs> I do sort of love whores. <laughs> yes, I do love whores, <laughs> and I love horror films. Just so. for this week. Oh boy. So all right. <laughs> we love you guys. Check right. us out on social media. Yes. And we'll be up. back next week. All right. We love you guys. We are Audi. Bye bye.